everyone out there in the CBC universe, welcome to another episode of Comic Book Characters. I like those odds. I'm your friendly neighborhood podcaster, Alfred. This is Chris Cranberry Gossidus. Whoa, Thanksgiving time! Oh, man. <laughs> Sony's ready to party. <laughs> hey, man, how's it going? Not bad, not bad. Got a little bit of time off here. Uh, yeah. Resting, relaxing. Yeah, yeah. Hide the bodies yet? I mean, I have alibis, so. <laughs> All right. There you go. Pro tip, if you're going to go a killing, leave your phone at home. Yeah, they can't track it that way. You're there we welcome. Go. There we you, go. You know, with that kind of with that kind of material, we can bring in a ton of the female true crime listeners in on this show. <laughs> Probably need to shave off a few of those NBA fans from the last couple of weeks. I don't know. The way the Spurs record is, it's Oof. looking like crime right now. Oh, man. What if the Spurs were good? That should have been a segment on this <laughs> show this week. Uh-uh. Glory days. Well, uh, we'll get to what if actually a little later. Let's uh, let me quickly run down what's going on for this week's episode. We have a very sad, and this is happening way too frequently. Honestly, we've got a an R.I.P. up at the top. We're going to discuss the Mandalorian. Um, Channing Tatum is sticking his hand in the comic cookie jar yet again. That man don't learn. If you can believe it, uh, we've got some more wrestling comic parallels to discuss. Ooh. We've got. Um, Another Batman-heavy casting corner. Christ. Some Joker sequel news, maybe? Maybe not. Um, some Star Wars news that's not related to Rise of Skywalker. A very disturbing, unfortunate, but honestly just a little hilarious <laughs> real-life news story that, that just barely touches the Spider-Man mythos, and we'll get into that. We've got a, I would say, a pretty prominent minority in the Latino, Latinx culture that's trying to do something a little different in the comic book world. We're going to take a look at Marvel's What If, and the last thing, our discussion topic for this week is something we've titled Animation Domination. Oh, oh man. (laughs) I mean... Are we getting into like uh, what time is it right now? <laughs> when are you <laughs> to do this? I mean, it's uh, it's uh, eleven o'clock central, so you know if we're Eastern, we're about to hit that delicious midnight hour. I need to indulge me a little bit more in this gin right here. A little after dark scenario. Yeah, I've got some Grand Marnier myself, so classy. Let's get this going. All right, so you know, this honestly, it's just a part of life. It's a thing that happens. Um, it just it does seem to keep happening. Uh, pretty frequently nowadays, we keep losing uh, greats in the comic industry, and unfortunately this week uh, is no different. Uh, rest in peace to Mr. Tom Lyle. Uh, Tom Lyle, who is a comic book artist, uh, died unfortunately at the young age of 66, most prominently known for designing and developing the Scarlet Spider costume. So the the red kind of spandex suit with the cool... Um, like neon blue hoodie with the big spider across it. It's kind of one of those things. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll draw a parallel to Star Wars, right? Because we're, we're what, like 20 years past uh, Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are going back and revisiting Phantom Menace with a bit of nostalgia in their eye. And they're like, hey, it's actually not. It's pretty good. That's a lie. It is not pretty good. <laughs> Phantom Menace is still terrible. Um, it's maybe not quite as bad as, as it, we all thought it was originally. 
but it is not good. Um, when when Tom Lyle first uh, debuted his version of Scarlet Spider out into the world, a lot of people shit on it. They they mm. were not having the blue hoodie look. What was that Ben Riley? Yeah, the Ben Riley Scarlet Spider costume, and now. Uh, 20 years, or it's not, it's been a little bit more than 20 years, maybe about 25 years now. People look back at it and they love that costume. Mm. But this is, a, this is an instance I'm going to argue where they're getting it right now. Cause that costume was always hotness. I'm putting my name on it. And, um, the other thing that Tom Lyle did was he designed the Tim Drake Robin costume. And if you don't know what that means, all I got to say is you should thank Tom Lyle for giving <laughs> Robin pants. Because <laughs> he's the guy that gave Robin pants, so thank you, Tom Lyle. Rest in peace. Uh, our condolences out to uh, all of his friends and family. Uh, between the Scarlet Spider costume, Chris, the Ben uh-huh. Riley Scarlet Spider costume, and the Tim Drake with the bow staff and the pants and the cool cape, which do you prefer? There are no wrong answers here. Uh, I think I'm looking right now at. Uh... I think either a Christmas gift or birthday gift from last year. It is a uh, co- a calendar of old kind of Batman uh, covers, and uh, I I had completely forgotten that you know uh, he Dick Grayson at least did not wear pants at all. And oh yeah, so I, I just each month I'm like, all right, nope, no pants. No, this is not the <laughs> Tim Drake that I know. <laughs> so, he was free, free balling. <laughs> I'm going to say that one kind of like a because, right, you don't realize how important it is until it's gone. (laughs) And like, God help you, like Teen Titans would have had the the Dick Grayson version of Robin. Yeah, the the white pasty calves and thighs (laughs) just flashing out there. Yeah. Oof. Like, how hard would it be to fight somebody if they're wearing like the circa 1984 NBA short shorts? (laughs) And they're just coming at you with batarangs. Like, I, honestly, maybe that was the original costume because that's a distinct advantage. Mm. Intimidation factor. It's intimidation factor to to eleven. Yeah, it, it's it's a uh, it's a welcome addition. Yeah. Okay. But again, rest in peace to to Tamla, of course, and condolences to uh, his family and anyone that knew him. Uh, moving on to a character that does not need a redesign whatsoever hmm. although it seems like maybe they are kind of in the continuity of the show giving him a redesign a little bit well, well i mean piece by piece yeah pe- literally piece by piece <laughs> um the mandalorian disney plus's trojan horse it's a trap it, it, is it a trap is it a it's a trap in the way that, like, a delicious, warm donut is a trap. In that you want it, and it's it's ultimately Uh-oh. bad for you, but it's you're so gonna you're gonna indulge anyway. So fuzzy with its like wings that just flap back and forth, and like the ray of like sunshine energy she sends out. We were talking we were talking about Mothra, right? Ma, yeah, uh, yeah, man, that's. Oh, you real. said you said warm in something else, and I just and you just went to Mothra. It took a hard right. Oh man, she glows though. She shines, <laughs> shines bright like a diamond. Um, the Mandalorian. A lot of people were sus about this 
show about this program, this Disney Plus thing. I think I feel like everyone was kind of on board with Disney Plus. Anyway, have we all just given up fighting Disney? Yeah, I'm about to say, come? were they on board or did they have a choice? I mean, it's, I don't know. Is it one or the other? I don't know, honestly. <laughs> but, like, I think there were, I don't know. What do you think, the, what do you think the, the temperature of the pulse of people before the show debuted? Do you think people were hyped or were they kind of suspicious and suspect of it? Huh. I feel like they were a little suspect of it because for whatever reason, people right now they like to shit on star wars kind of like it's kind of like the cool thing to like i think because it's so popular oh right that, that you're gonna shit on the last jedi and you're gonna it's shit on solo yeah. and even rogue one a little bit like such a big target it's a big target it's an easy target yeah right i, I don't know the people i kind of like uh enjoy talking to at least uh <laughs> we were all kind of on board for it we were all kind of like waiting like, um, it looks great. I, I, these trailers are actually pretty hype. Uh, I can't hide my excitement for it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it, it was just like uh, the good hype buildup that we used to get. And, no, I mean, that that we do get, really, from Star Wars releases. Yeah. Um, I guess everybody kind of was like a judgment on the, like, the Solo was the last big outing, right? Um, yeah. Which I guess was like a financial little bit of a loss. Um, but yeah, I, mean, I went. I went back on that one and rewatched it. Not that bad. It's it's pretty it's good. Not, I, it's not a bad movie. Yeah, it, I I don't know. It's like I think the problem is again we're too savvy as a consumer base, right? We we know like what's going on with Kathleen Kennedy. We hear like, oh my god, reshoots. Oh no. Uh, yeah. So that kind of takes like preemptively chips away at the trunk of our happiness. This is right. a weird metaphor. No, no, I like it. Trunk of <laughs> happiness. <laughs> if if truck of happiness is a real thing, I'm basically like a petrified forest at this oh, point. Whoa, just just whoa. the slightest thing is gonna make it all all come crumbling down. Just the slightest fire or just anything, honestly. Fire bringing down a petrified forest, or like you know whatever, just anything, any like a brittle tree trunk is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Not a petrified forest, like a brittle tree, like a dead. Like a dead trunk. That's what I meant. I see. Like a dead trunk. Like an elephant. Like if an elephant were dead and its trunk wow. were there, wow. decomposing. Why? Why? <laughs> because poachers took its its ivory. I no no no. Whoa. <laughs> Disappointed. All right. Bel- let's get let's get, for the species. Let's get back on track. The bees are still kicking, right? Aren't they? They're not. I don't think they are. Just barely. They're hanging in. Koalas are going out. Jesus, man. Where's Steve Irwin when you need him? He's dead. He's Um, dead. He's also dead. Yeah. So Mandalorian. um, He's probably going to be dead soon. (laughs) You know, actually, we didn't even talk about how we were going to talk about this. And I guess we could have broken it down kind of in the way that we do the movies. Oh, yeah. Do you want to try to break it down? We're like, this is behind the curve. We're just doing this live now. Do you want (laughs) to? I don't know. You won't. Or, or you just want to wing it? I, I don't know. Okay, fine. Fuck it. We'll do it. We'll go. We'll, we're gonna do this like we do the movies. Because there's three episodes, so that's enough. Kind of like a little arc. A little bit. A little bit. Second episode's literally like 25 minutes long, though. After the credits <laughs> and stuff, it's not. There's not a lot going on. Uh, the first like 10 minutes is virtually no dialogue. Yes. I mean, I love that. Don't get me wrong. Oh, so so that being said. We're going to discuss the first three episodes. If you haven't seen them for whatever reason, 
you might want to skip ahead because we will spoil it for you. Um, jumping into the Mandalorian first three episodes, Chris, let's do Flash versus oh, Flashback right. versus the Mandalorian. Yeah. Another good kind of what if battle, I think. <laughs> but honestly, I feel like Flash would take him pretty easily unless he does acquire one of those jetpacks at some point. Those are crucial. And then maybe. And then maybe maybe Mando gets... He's the best in the parsec, supposedly. <laughs> but we don't know what the barometer on that parsec is. Maybe it's really shitty. Maybe it's a really sucky parsec. Of the five bounty hunters Because he... Uh, I'm not going to, you know, spoil it, but he gets a little dusted a few times already. I By mean, Jawas, no less. Um, flashback uh, versus... Little buggers. Yeah, flashback versus uh, Mandalorian. Let's do it um, in the in the, in the the tone, in the essence of the... I believe they're called, like, Ugnut? Oh, okay. Is that the, a... The Nick Nolte... Yeah. I have spoken. Yeah. Uh, just... Just uh, from maybe maybe just a quick overview of what happens in the first three episodes, even though he's not there for all of it. He is there for right. a considerable amount, but okay. just not even necessarily from his perspective, but just from his like his essence. Just give it a few few senses. Okay. What do you got? Hmm. Disney, huh? You guys again. All right. Let's clear clear them out of my valley this time. Clear all the. The lazy layabouts and the bounty hunters out of here. Then, then I'll help you get your ship back from the Jawas. Then, don't worry that I'm charging you about $8 a month for content that you've seen already 15 times. Don't do that. Don't think about that at all. I've spoken. <laughs> wow, it's a real meta. <laughs> that, that dude has seen a lot. He knows everything. He does. He's real. He's 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 omniscient. You would say at this point. <laughs> That's good though. Um, not wrong. Not wrong. But here's a little tip for you listeners out there. And I hope. Oh, I mean, I'm scared to say this. Oh no. But just, I'm gonna do it for you listeners out there. For you CBCers, you deserve it. But just, if our podcast gets shut down or I get killed, note, much like Epstein, I did not <laughs> kill myself. <laughs> I want to make that clear. Um, you can have up to four people on one Disney Plus account. Allegedly, from what I allegedly, allegedly, from, allegedly, from what I'm from what I'm gathering, maybe just allegedly, that's a thing that might be out there if you want to try it. Four accounts, people. Four people. Um, okay, so there's a, there's a lot to break down in these three episodes. Let's go ahead and jump into the uh, Excelsior portion. Excelsior! Oh. Shout out to Stan the Man. Yeah, recently uh, we just passed his anniversary of his passing as well. Just uh, doesn't seem like it's been a year, honestly. It went by fast, and um, it's a year too long also. Mm. I, I think I'm stating the obvious. But Excelsior is our favorite favorite segment of the show, movie. Uh, most outstanding memorable aspect of, of the product can be narrative character set piece etc okay i'm just gonna i'm just gonna throw this out there because i need to take it off of the table right baby yoda yeah yeah, yeah. everybody loves baby yoda baby yoda is like the the ooh meme like baby yoda is the hot girl <laughs> and the the dude is with like a porg or with baby groot <laughs> they're old news bb8 they're old news 
Baby Yoda is the new hotness. We all know that. Yes, yes, Baby Yoda is the greatest thing to ever happen. We're all aware. Mm-hmm. That being said. That being said. Yeah, I knew it. No, 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 no. That being said, Chris, what what other aspects of this show or characters is the Excelsior for you? I thought you were going to take the, the juicy Baby Yoda carcass for yourself. No, no, no. Baby Yoda is off the table. <laughs> okay. He's too, right. he's too big. We'll spend the whole fucking show on Baby Yoda if we... <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, I think my pick actually wasn't going to be Baby Yoda. It was just going to be the world building that this series has been accomplishing. Mm, mm, mm. I mean, there's so many little tiny things that mm-hmm. like of course yes i've been waiting for a long time to actually go into like a little bit of the minutiae and that might be like one of the more nerdlier kind of aspects of it yeah yeah, yeah. fuck man this is like canon this is great yes also okay on that note so glad you brought that up i was gonna save this for the trivia thing at the end of of this but mm. i'll throw it in now the mandalorian is officially officially the first appearance of a toilet in the star wars production <laughs> So we see a lot of eating, or at least you go. some eating. You definitely see some eating. Shouts to Baby Yoda again. Shouts to the roasted porks. Oh man, those yeah. <laughs> oh, and those other aliens, the ones with the floppy ears, the the little little troll bat looking dudes. Uh huh. You know what I'm talking about? They're they're at the beginning too. They're getting they're getting roasted. Oh yeah. Um. Okay, so just the world building in here. Mm-hmm. I, I, I completely agree with that sentiment. I think we touch on a lot of things. We see culture for the Mandalorians being explored, yeah. which is great because here's the thing. Uh, uh, Boba Fett, cool-looking dude, does fucking nothing <laughs> in the I get it, guys. Come at me. At me at cbcharacters.gmail.com. On the Facebook page, Facebook page, uh, facebook.com/forward/slash/neilbeforepod, wherever you want, come at me. I'm not wrong. What that, you're saying? Free smoke? Free smoke. Anybody? Always free. It? It's like I'm roasting some turkeys. I've got ribs going. I've got barbecue up and down. You got smoke, it the meme. Smoke, smoke. You got it the meme. Potatoes, tomatoes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fet does nothing. <laughs> okay, all he does is fall into a fucking Sarlacc pit. <laughs> Wait, yes, he looks should, cool. Should I go over his two lines of dialogue? Okay, go ahead. You got it? He's no good to me, dead. Yeah. Ah! There you go! Ah! Little bitch. <laughs> that being said, Mandalorian, awesome. Mando, as I'm going to call him on the show, because we don't know his name uh, yet. Is great, and we're getting so such a good look at the culture of the Mandalorians, uh, their honor code, and so forth. Uh, my Excelsior thing, ah, man, I don't. I mean, that's a pretty just, nice toilet. The back tube, hmm? Yeah, the back tube. I honestly, it's this is kind of a maybe it's a bit of a cheat. I think it's just the tone of the show. Okay. It's it's Firefly meets Star Wars, mm. with and the story is basically Lone Wolf and the Cub, which oh yeah, you know we're not the first to bring that up. Literally uh, heard it a little earlier today on Binge Mode, uh, which is a great podcast and an okay website. And uh, <laughs> J.K. Just kidding, Binge Mode's great all the way around, <laughs> but um, but it is it is those things and and if you're going to if you're going to model a show or a narrative around something firefly and old wolf uh Lone wolf of the cub great source material 
Yeah, I mean, bringing it back to its Western roots, right? This is a, yeah. like a, Star Wars has always been more of a fantasy kind of stories with a sci-fi setting mm-hmm. inspired by samurai and westerns. Samurai and spaghetti westerns. What is Han Solo if not like a cool ass cowboy? Rick Dalton and Kill Me Quick Gringo. Yeah, Kill Me Quick Kill Me Quick the Gringo. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm really glad to see them really go back to to those roots within the star wars narrative all right uh we could really go on forever uh with this but let's just let's go ahead and move on to bizarro look it am our most famous superhero yes it be bizarro number one bizarro number one what didn't work in the series can be miscasting poor directing special effects writing etc i'm going to very quickly say it's definitely not uh bad conceptualizing because John mm. Favreau fucking nailed it out of the park. Way to go, John. Yeah. Uh, um, Bizarro for me. I hadn't really Art, thought right? about this. It is difficult. Mm. I would say... I would say, because we're only getting what? We're only getting like eight episodes? Yeah. Is that right? Eight? Only eight. So my... This is... And this is nitpicking, honestly. Okay. But the second episode, I, I alluded to it earlier, it is like 25 minutes long once you take out the recap and the end credits. Mm-hmm. A good chunk of that 25 minutes, there's no dialogue. And it's pretty linear in terms of what it does in terms of its narrative and story in that one episode. Mm-hmm. Granted, it's really good, and I feel like it adds layers to the characters that's going to pay off later. And it, it creates a bond between Baby Yoda and Mandalorian, or it starts that bond at least. That being said, once we're done, after all eight episodes are done, are we going to look back and go, damn it, I wish there was more. And is this the episode where you can look <laughs> at it and go, did they really need to do it the way they did it here? Uh-huh. Uh, it almost feels like a side quest, like if you're playing a video game. Right. Kind of like a little bit of a side quest. Uh and that being said, I still loved the episode. It's just, I wonder if when it's all said and done, if this is where we're going to look back and go, damn it, this is, I feel like they could have done something more, something different here, a little bit bigger. Yeah. What do you, what do you got? That's interesting. Uh, really quick, I want to say that I think it has been picked up for a second season. Mm. Um, not too sure okay. like, on the particulars, but at least it's an order has been put in, I think. On the strength of the first three, it absolutely should be. Yeah, for I real. Mean, <laughs> uh, man, Bizarro. Huh. Uh, I think naming the calamari kind of um, units of currency flan. Calamari flan. Delicious, baby. (laughs) Cultural appropriation of two. Ding, ding. (laughs) Two different foods, I guess. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. Do the calamari like to eat flan? Uh, Maybe churros? Maybe like... That'd be kind of cool if like they're one of the only races in like Star Wars have found like sugar and stuff. I can tell you that they would never eat fried rice without the approval of the Senate. Wow! Oh my God! Oh my God! <laughs> oh God! I just made my—I literally made myself lightheaded right now. Good. Good. Uh, Good. I, f- I feel like I'm about to pass out. I'm not even joking. Wow. <laughs> worth it totally worth it <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> but that, I mean, even even saying that, I mean, I I love that we got to see like some slimy coinage. That was weird. I fucking love that. Yeah, it was weird. And or was it delicious? Could be both. Maybe, right? We don't know. We don't know. I like and that says a lot. I think I think the fact that our two bizarro points so far are we might regret that there's not more of it of the show. <laughs> and oh, look at this weird currency that's like could be offensive, maybe, maybe not, probably not, but maybe uh, like like those are the things yeah. you're finding. And I think that's that speaks to the quality of the show. For real. Um another thing from the trivia it surpassed Stranger Things for the most viewed, um, like, series streaming-wise. Wow. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, or most downloads or however they, whatever metric they use for that stuff. So that's pretty crazy, because we all know, like, what a big cultural phenomena uh, Stranger Things was. Mm. And, um, yeah, all right, well, let's just go, let's just go on to the next thing. Uh, hey, everyone. Hey, 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 everyone. <laughs> hey, okay, it got crowded. Hey, Miles. Hey, uh, 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 Aaron, Uncle Aaron, M- Miles, Miles, no. <laughs> what is this vibe, man? What are you doing here? <laughs> what, why didn't. Kingpin just shoot Miles. He already had the gun out. Mm. Why did he shoot Prowler? I, it just doesn't make sense to me. I'm just saying. Mm. Love the movie. That one scene. I don't know if it made sense. It's fine. Uh, hey everyone, best new character object location presented film. Uh, is it just Baby Yoda here? Are we gonna? I mean, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I thought he was off the table. I mean, he was off the table for Excelsior because we. We have to be able to talk about things about this show, <laughs> but I think I don't know if if we put them back on the table. Do can we both agree that that's the thing? Like, yeah, is I it, mean, is it something uh, else? Uh, well, the titular character, maybe. Ah, he's great, so, granted. But like, here's the thing, and I and I gotta say, this is a, a lot of credit to to Pedro Pascal. Um, has not removed his helmet to this point. Mm. Completely acting. Maybe he can't. Who knows? We're unaware right now what's going on there. He's still able to convey emotions for a guy who's probably stunted emotionally as well. So kind of keep that in mind. Mm. But you don't get the facial reactions uh, with the helmet on. I, I, you know, I think Jason and Mal said this on binge mode. I think they're kind of right. I think this is Jason's point. Like, Baby Yoda is such a tremendously... Um, like heartfelt character that you just want to take care of and, and worry about. He's so overly cute that like anything that the Mandalorian does <laughs> that isn't directly helping baby Yoda. You're like, what are you doing? <laughs> and, like it like retroactively makes you hate the Mandalorian just a little bit, which I don't think is the vibe mm-hmm. that you want for it. If the show is based off that character. Yeah. I mean, I definitely see that. It's uh, he, he's like a baby kitten. They're just black holes of like attention. They just every single fiber of your being is focused on this little cute thing. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, I guess that's a detriment. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. And actually, I, I feel like they're gonna work it into into the character's favor. Like right. narratively, they're gonna create a bigger arc with it. It's fine. Um, but Baby Yoda, I mean, come on, man. He's, like, reaching out to try to touch the Mandalorian. He gets out of his little 
basket. He's stealing knobs off the little shifter thing. Stealing the knobs. Mandalorian puts him back in the basket. Then he gets <laughs> out of the basket again. He's taking a really long nap. Sucking down whole, fro- whole frogs. Getting a whole fr- a frog that he's like at least half his size. <laughs> That's impressive. Um, yeah, baby. So maybe okay. So maybe one A, one B, right? Uh-huh. Baby Yoda, Mandalorian, right? Winners for hey everyone. Let's go uh, to what if. Oh man, what if what if Mar what if like Feige what if he gets winded like he sees because he like he brought you know Baby Groot to the table oh and everyone loved Baby Groot right 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 everyone loved Baby Groot now Kathleen Kennedy or John Favreau or whoever they're like oh we got you we got you we got Baby Yoda (laughs) what if what if Feige comes back and is like oh yeah Baby Thanos oh my god what. (laughs) <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <With the, laughs> he has to still have the huge head. He's got the huge head, the huge chin. It's important. Big black Thanos eyes. Always trying to snap his fingers. Always, always trying to snap his fingers. So good. <laughs> what if? What if baby Thanos is next? Is my <laughs> what if? Uh, no. What? Uh, my my real what if though is. Like, where do we see this going? Uh, obviously, the question is, what is Baby Yoda? Obviously not not Yoda, because Yoda is dead. Mm-hmm. Right? This this show takes place, I think, six years before Rey is born, like eight years after Return of Jedi. Mm-hmm. Something like that, six to eight years. So Yoda's, Yoda's dead. But the question the internet rumors out there are, is it a clone? Right. Is it is it Yoda's son? Whoa. Is it another of Yoda's species that just happens to exist? Like, <clears throat> where do you where do you fall on that? Or do you have a different theory as to who or what Baby Yoda actually is? We're just calling him Baby Yoda because we don't. Right. Obviously, we don't know his his or her name. Um. um man, other theories. Uh. <sighs> It's what's, what's, it's what's, dream. What's the one that you it's buy? Dream. It's a dream. It's a dream. It's all a okay. dream. It's, it's Dallas. A, he's he's actually he actually went back and murdered all the stormtroopers and like uh, got back like a sack of gold or something. And it's like him just like being really delusional. And it's gonna be a, a huge like it's not gonna pay off the way we think it's gonna be. It's gonna. <laughs> be. <laughs> that's why. What if? What if this was bad? I guess that's it's, gonna, it's gonna. It's gonna turn out the end. They're gonna uh, pull the. John Favreau is going to have be like a depressed junket. He's going to like pull at his chin to pull off a mask and reveal that it's Zack Snyder. Oh, no! 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 Oh, little Annie. Are you an angel? Um, <laughs> hit the nose. Hit the nose. How many takes do you think that took? I'm going to say 112. The interesting thing about that is that he wasn't even on set that day. Um, <laughs> I was able to reconstruct his performance uh, with through a nanny cam that we had set up in his trailer. <laughs> God damn it. Of course, when I first introduced like uh, the nanny, nanny cam, nobody liked it. They hated it. Everybody hated it. They, they hated it. 
what what do you what do you think what's up with baby yoda though what is what is your theory is it's it one of the ones i mentioned yeah or? yeah i think the clone one is pretty yeah. high um that's kind of where i'm leaning to it's just it, it, it feels like it, it has a bit of a rogue one feel to it like we know these characters might be you know for the chop because yeah. in, in the story that we've seen so far um mm-hmm. but I, I don't know yeah it, it just feels like this is going to get kind of like, I thought it was going to get washed away and kind of like resolved in episode three, but it definitely didn't. Yeah. I mean, the other thing they could do, I mean, Star Wars Galaxy Far Away, right? Galaxy, it's huge. This could just be like a story of these characters that just haven't been touched in the Star, the Skywalker proper saga films. That's true. Like, we but, could come back to it yeah. after Rise of Skywalker. God. Yeah. That gets some gets getting back to our our takes from like uh, the Last Jedi. Like this is a there's more to this galaxy. There has to be than just the Skywalker story, and yeah. like this is it. We're seeing some of it, right? Right. Well, hopefully, right. That's yeah. hopefully what they're doing here. If they're smart and they are, that's where they're going. So, listeners, let us know what you think. Uh, what Baby Yoda actually is 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 he is it he or she? Have we determined that? I'm trying to remember. It's in episode three if they actually I think, gendered. Yeah, Yoda. I think he did say he. Like he, the, right? The I thought so dude. too. Yeah. Um, is he a clone? Is he just another species that's the species of Yoda, which we also don't know the name of? Is he Yoda's son? Will he be less than fifty nine ninety nine at your local Target stores? Uh, right before Christmas, absolutely not. He will not be less than fifty nine ninety nine. If you happen to find the pop, uh, it will be ten ninety nine or eleven, whatever the normal price oh, is. Man. But you won't find it, and then you're gonna have to get it on eBay, and it will also be fifty nine ninety nine, because that's how capitalism works. That's how Alfred. Ro- I mean, capitalism rules. I mean, if I find some, what am I? You know, gotta you know gotta pay for those extra Star Wars Rise of Skywalker tickets. I'm gonna keep buying. <laughs> Um, that's not true. I have that draft house thing. Well, Shout! is there a limit? Here's a good question on that draft house thing. Is there a limit? Can you see the same movie just multiple times over and over and over? I'm about to find out. So I think the only workaround I've been able to think of is that it won't let you use it twice in one day, right. but I can use it like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or, or Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. That's how the days work. Uh, and then go see like five films on Saturday. Think that might be the only. Oh, like you can stack them. You're saying, yeah. like yeah, stack yeah, yeah. the movie for a future day. Okay. All right. That well, kind of bonkers, and I don't think I'd want to do that, but yeah. I think you can. Well, we're about. To, I'm about to figure out what the limits of this thing is. Is uh, this pass is going to be? We're gonna. This is the the immovable object versus the resistible force is about to happen. <laughs> the flex is just order one popcorn at the beginning and one water and just have it refilled constantly. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't left. <laughs> I've been here longer than you. It says bottomless assholes. <laughs> All right, let's let's move on to the next thing here. What do we got? Oh, okay. Well, as excited as everyone is for Baby Yoda merch, which they did say is going to be hitting stores any day now. Because, of course. I think that somebody that is just as excited and anticipating just doing any, literally any comic book related thing (laughs) in film or television or streaming is Mr. Channing Tatum. 
Because our man Tate's is taking another stab at a comic book property. This time, we're talking about The Max, the image comic series from the 90s made popular, uh, I mean, created and, and drawn by Sam Keith, a very uh, unique styled artist. Uh, if you if you haven't checked out Sam Keith's stuff, check it out. He, he does some really, really cool stuff. Did a really interesting, like, Batman, Alice in Wonderland graphic novel at one point. Hmm. Uh, that was really cool. But Channing Tatum, Channing Tatum, who has still quite a bit of star power uh, in his in his possession, <laughs> is is coupling up with Mr. Roy Lee, who is a producer on the It film franchise. So big hit with It, first one a little more than the second, but still did really well. Now, Max, uh, for you older older comic heads out there, you might remember there was an animated show on MTV's Liquid Television. Ah, dude. Called Max, and that's the same show that, that, that debuted Eon Flux. Uh, the Max show was great. Hell yeah. They've, they've never officially released it on anything. I have, like, a bootleg of the show on DVD. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's great, man. It's really weird. It's a real trip. Um, it might even be on YouTube for those of you who haven't seen it. Try to find it online. It's worth a watch for sure. The The character himself, is it's, it's a really weird character. The whole story is really weird. Um, what do you think about this? Uh, one, do you think this is going to go better than Channing Tatum trying to get the, the Gambit property? <laughs> I mean, that's dead. But, like, are we going to have more success here? Or is this going to face a similar fate? Man, uh, I I hope he has more success just because, I mean, fucking I love to see this property being brought back into, like, the light, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Is he, I mean, is it just going to be, like, all CGI? I can't really remember. Does the Max transform into the Max? No, it's like a costume. I'm pretty sure it's a costume that he wears. Just he's a really fucking huge dude then, I guess. He's a huge dude. He's just a huge dude. And I I think it's been a while since I've touched the Max series and and my friend Milo is like the the Max like um guru and I really should talk to him about mm. this. He knows Max left to right. But I think it's like it's just like a really big dude and he may have like mental illness issues. Okay. As well, um, I think if they if they bring that into the story, that could be really interesting. Interesting, uh, considering how much more open people are starting to be about mental illness and things like that. Mm. So I think that's an opportunity for them uh, if they want to go that route. I I wish Channing Tatum all the luck. Um, it's it's actually not that easy to get these projects off the ground sometimes. Yeah. Even with uh, even with comic book properties being like the hottest thing in Hollywood right now. Yeah, I mean we already have precedents for this too. I mean another Liquid Television alum, Aeon Flux, already had a movie. Uh, back with yeah, Charlie Theron. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, I, I it was so weird and so nineties though. I mean, yeah, I guess it translates. It's almost like Tank Girl reboot, right? If that yeah. was to happen. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good that's a good pull. It it is very of the era of Tank Girl. Yeah. And so yeah, ho- I mean hopefully. Uh we'll uh, we'll of course keep all the list all you listeners abreast Leavers. of any information that we find. So if uh the Max does become a thing and it hits, do you think that and that means the head isn't far behind? 
Oh my God, the head! Yes, <laughs> can they cast Derek White from the San Antonio Spurs? Perfect gonna... live action casting. I was gonna go since he's also in uh, It Chapter Two. Bill Hader. Okay, Hader would actually be like a real choice, <laughs> but they could always they could always get Derek White to do the physical role and then Bill Hader to dub the voice over. <laughs> I think is the routes to go. If I were producing <laughs> and directing the head show, that's wow. I would literally be like, Derek, you are born to play this role. <laughs> Please. It's okay. You can miss the Spurs games. No one's watching them anyway. Uh... I mean, I am, but like, you know what else? <laughs> All right. Let's talk about something that I think more people are watching than Spurs games. I'm pretty sure that they are watching this more than Spurs games, although maybe not. Probably, though. <laughs> WWE Survivor Series. What you... Oh, yeah. Undertaker. That's a good one. What you gonna do, brother, when... I say racist things. Oh, you're going to make me stay quiet for five years and pretend I don't exist. But then you're going to bring me back, brother. Yeah. Are you talking about Randy Macho and Savage right now? No, or are you talking about Undertaker uh, still? No, no. Hulk. Hulk, Hulk that's, oh. That's literally what they did. Hulk. That, oh, no, no. Shit, that's true. Now, yeah. I, I mean, throwback to when Undertaker was on a motorcycle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the American badass. The fucking Kid Rock saga. You know, we talk about this a lot, but wrestling, American professional wrestling parallels comic books so well, <laughs> especially when you take like established characters and then you reinvent them because mm -hmm. people are losing interest. And gotcha. so you take the Undertaker, who is awesome and just fine the way he is. But then you're like, no, we're going to give him a bandana. And he's going to listen to Kid Rock and he's going to come out on a motorcycle. <laughs> and it's like we're going to give Superman a mullet. And we're going to put Batman in an Iron Man suit, basically, Ooh. with guns. And okay. Like, <laughs> all right. Um, this is a little more homegrown. And I think uh, actually kind of cool. So a lot of wrestlers that are professional wrestlers now, they're, they're in their 20s and their 30s, right? So they, they kind of grew up with comic culture not being quite the... Um, the what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, the leper that it had been before. Shit. Shout out like to the, my lepers. Pariah, maybe? The pariah that it was before, yeah. So we've got uh, just recently in uh, WWE's pay per view Survivor Series, we actually had a couple of wrestlers on the card who decided to reach into the comic book bag for some inspiration. Chris, do you want to let us know one of those wrestlers, please? Yeah, sure thing. Uh, first one is Ricochet. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think that was like a character in Mucha Lucha, too. I mean, shout <laughs> also, out. also, his like little tagline, by the way, super lame that this is his tagline. Get the smoke. But like his tagline is the real life superhero. <laughs> wow. What a fucking nerd. <laughs> I mean, he, 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 he whooped my ass without even trying, but what a fucking nerd. My but like God. that. that that's what they say when he comes out. When he comes out, his little music comes out, and he, like, stands, like, he shows up, right? And they're like, that's Ricochet, the real-life superhero, every time. And he's just like, what is happening right now? <laughs> Man, well, I mean, that that's that's very un-shway. Uh, what he did come out <laughs> was very shway is uh, Terry McGinnis' Batman. Yeah. 
Batman Beyond. Yep. Batman Guinness. Very cool. Very, very cool. Um, Maybe he also I, did a, I want to go do some slappers and just like, you know, slap mommy. Get all big like Batman Beyond Bane. Yeah. That would be, I mean, do they even, you know, do they even regulate professional wrestling? Maybe they do. I, I, I think know. steroids should be mandatory. I want to. I want to see some. <laughs> this brings me back, and I know. We, I know we've talked about this before. I want the Olympics fine, but I want like whenever the Olympics are not going on, the like huh? other year, I want the steroid Olympics. Whoa! I want. I want the okay. What can humans really do? <laughs> like, can they catch a bullet or some shit? Like, I want to. Can you fight a shark? I want to see this stuff. You know, I think capitalism has progressed to the point where we can start having the gladiatorial ma- glad- uh, matches. Um, yeah, bring back the carnivals. Let's do it. I mean, we're almost at the fall of Rome anyway, so let's just let's just go. Let's just go to it. Lean into it. Lean in. Hashtag lean in. Speaking of embracing chaos, uh, Rey Mysterio yeah. uh, showed up as the fucking Joker with his uh, luchador mask. Want to know how I got these scars? He probably had too many churros. He probably ate. They were real hot when he tried. I don't blame him. They're delicious. But he ate them too fast, and they were hot, and they probably burned his little corners of his mouth. Come on, man. You got to eat those shits like wolves. All, their, uh, Wolf? all your siblings will snatch them right out your mouth, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, also, uh, there's a wrestler, a female wrestler on the roster by the name of Alexa Bliss. And her outfit is heavily inspired by Harley Quinn from, like, Suicide Squad, like the Margot Robbie. Oh, yeah. Uh, Harley Quinn. And it uh, looks great. I just, I love that these wrestlers are just nerds. They're just fucking nerds. <laughs> you know? And they're letting their nerd flag show and fly or whatever. And it's good, good. I'm glad. I'm glad that people are uh, expressing themselves. And, like, if there was any other... um. If you had any other doubts that comic book culture was like mainstream, oh right, you have like the macho wrestling culture. It totally embracing it. So that's great. There are some good things happening in 2019. <laughs> All right, and on that note, I think it's time to uh, slow things down a bit. Ooh, sit back and relax, guys mm. and gals. Maybe take your shoes off. Grab some cocoa or coffee. Let's relax in the casting corner. Creams, creams, potatoes, tomatoes. I don't know if that's keep, the meme. I keep, I, I keep hearing you say cream. Are you saying you're not saying cream? Are you? I, Are you saying I don't know what, exactly what she's saying. So I think I keep hearing what she's saying as creams, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, and that's just, that's been going on in my head like on a loop for the past like three days. So so that fuck you, internet, very much. I mean, also though, I don't know. So in, in the in the NBA, they have these like the city edition jerseys, right? They're these special edition jerseys uh-huh. uh, that every team gets a new one every year. Uh, for the Spurs, it's almost always a camo themed thing. All oh, right, because um, military city USA or whatever. Um, Miami, Miami gets these cool like retro Miami Vice looking jerseys, which are really nice. Milwaukee. This year, this is a complete aside. has nothing to do with Casting Corner. <laughs> but Milwaukee, their jerseys this year are Cream City uh, jerseys. Uh, Here's the thing. It's not even dairy related. It's a trap. 
is apparently they they had a bunch of bricks that were these very specifically looking colored textured bricks that looked like cream mm. in like the turn of the century like mm-hmm. in 1900 right and that's where the nickname came from. Nobody asked for this. This is like, this is the, the basketball equivalent of people going, you know what we want? Dick Grayson without pants, please. <laughs> this year, our city jersey will just be short shorts. Oh, man. So, anyway. Uh, on that note, though, it is related to the Batman because we do have two casting corner tidbits this week. Fucking more. Yeah. Yeah. More. Every every actor in Hollywood is going to be in this movie. All of them. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> That's a Gary Oldman meme from uh, Leon. Everyone. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good movie. What if they just, what if, like, he was already in the Nolan? What if they just get him back, though? And not even as Commissioner Gordon, just as another character. Holy shit. Because they're getting everyone in this movie. Uh, John Totoro is going to be Carmine Falcone, who is a uh, mobster, like a mob boss in the Batman comics. He was uh, Eric, Eric Roberts in the Nolans, right? Yeah, yeah. Heavily featured in the, um, I think it's called The Long Halloween. Hmm. Is the is the comic story where Falcone features prominently? So it makes you think that maybe that's going to be some of the source material for this new movie and possibly new trilogy. We also got something that I think we just maybe honestly might have neglected to say last time, or it hadn't been confirmed. I think at the time of the last recording, it has been confirmed now, and it's you know it's something that Tony Stark used to say. Oh my God. Andy Serkis as Alfred, Alfred the Butler in the Batman. What do you uh, What do you think about those two castings? Which one Which one tickles your uh, fancy? Just <laughs> uh, went another way with that. Yeah, uh, man, just John Turturro is a great actor. I like to see him in anything, but I, I'm questioning hard the circus casting. Like, are this movie, salary wise alone, is already going to have like a huge budget, right? Can we afford all the mocap stuff? Uh, I was about to say it's going to be so weird when Alfred shows up as a monkey in a full butler regalia. That's the thing. I don't think it. I don't think it's going to be a monkey. It's just going to be like a digitized version of Andy Circus, but like Andy Circus can only. He only acts in the. He only app. exhibits. In di- he only exists in digital yeah, space. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole lot of money spent with CGI artists for nothing. <laughs> but I think the last live action thing he Oh no, he was Claw. I was gonna say But no, but see, even in Claw, not fully human. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so my question to you is what part of Alfred is going to not be oh, real? Shit. Oh man. Uh I think like his middle <laughs> Torso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just got a big donut hole in his torso, and Bruce is such, Bruce is such like a brilliant mind that he uh, he went ahead and like robotized roboticized him, and so nice. he's more machine than man now. I but, see. I think they were. I, I'm going a little more meta with it. I think they're going to go the route of Justice League, uh huh, and they're going to be like, we're going to get this shit right this time. Oh no, Alfred's mustache is going Christ. to be. 
CGI'd <laughs> CGI the whole time. We could do it, guys. This time for sure. This time we can do it. <laughs> Hashtag mustache for Alfred. Oh, wow. <laughs> we are still in November. Yeah, perfect. I mean, the movie's not coming out until next year, but whatever. Um, all right, and yeah, that's it. That's all we've got for Casting Corner this time. Uh, so, yeah, that was a quick stop. Is that weird uh, Weird old guy still here? Uh, wait, is, is he? Oh, my God, I thought that was, I literally thought that was just a jacket. <sighs> just, I thought it was like, sir, <sighs> sir, we really need you to leave. I need the Wi-Fi code again. It's Sharon is her niece. Her, her her niece? Like the bendy part of the lake? Yeah, yes. Yes, sir. That's right. Please, please leave. No. I don't think I will. Oh my god. This guy. This fucking will not leave. He, he, I, I, he's as annoying as Soundy right now. Yeah. Someone needs to get him like a Maybe one of those like little like the coffee straws, uh-huh. like the little stir straws. Maybe he'll just like not hydrate enough and it'll take care of itself. <laughs> Wait, you're the trying to smoke him out? Is that it? <laughs> yeah, I don't I mean <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> pro tip <laughs> Thanksgiving pro tip. If you don't like your relatives, just fucking smoke them out. No, actually grab an L, fucking light that up, spark that shit up in front of them and just start puffing taking huge drags and puffing in their face. What are they going to do? What are they going to do? Just reminisce of when things were even more racist. <laughs> uh, Joker 2, is it going to happen? We thought so. <laughs> but then maybe not. But then maybe. Oh. So, you know, uh, apparently there was this report that came out that Joker 2 was greenlit. It was a go. And then you had... Um, What's his face? The director of Joker. Oh, Philip, War Dogs guy. Phillips Todd. Yeah, Todd Phillips. Todd of the Phillips. And he was like, "Nah, bro, that's not happening." Todd Flathead. <laughs> Todd L. Wrench. <laughs> Todd Allen Wrench. Is <laughs> uh, it wasn't going to happen? But but apparently there may be ongoing talks. Again, the movie made a billion dollars i will be very surprised if they don't make a sequel my biggest concern at this point is you got to make sure you bring all the key pieces back if you're going to do a sequel that means bring back joaquin phoenix Mm -hmm. it means honestly get back todd phillips and get martin scorsese as long as you have all three points of that triangle and you have a good story it should be okay Martin Scorsese um, hates comic book movies, though. He does hate them, so it'll be weird if he produces a second one. <laughs> <laughs> People like to be hypocrites, though. It's a very American thing to do, so kudos to him. Here's my problem with the Joker sequel, though. Actually, I was thinking about it the other day. Yeah. One of the, the my arguments for why the movie is good and why it's worth your time and why it's worth the praise is that it really blurs this line as to what's real and what's not. Mm. I think if you make a sequel, you're now putting yourself in a position to define definitively what is real and what is not uh. that happens in the first film. And that ruins the first film. Huh. 
So they need to be careful how they structure a sequel if that's the route they go. That's my that's that's my statement on it. That's my concern. What if here's another what if for the late to the game? What if it's just a shot for shot remake but different angles? <laughs> they slap on two on it and nobody knows the difference. Oh man, I you know what I would give it to them for that if they actually tried that. Wow. Like it's not even new footage; it's literally separate it's takes. The yeah, it's the, the different angles. It's the it's the B roll, right? There's Dutch angles in there for some reason now. Like, <laughs> yes, absolutely. I want now. I want that. Ah, oh, Christ! What have I done? You've done it. It's in the universe. It's in the universe. Michael Bay, Zack Snyder, Warner Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> you would invoke the name of those who seek to destroy our art form. God damn it, dude! I'm not opening my door. Uh, speaking of Lies, deception, uh, lies, deception. <laughs> the bugalik will know. Why is why is is um, Lawrence Fishburne like? Why is he coming out of a David Lynch film in? In Rogue One, like I mean, why is Forrest Whitaker not, not Forrest Whitaker? Why did they say Lawrence Fishburne? I meant Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> Am I racist? No. You know what's funny too? Before I said Lawrence Fishburne, <laughs> in my head, I don't know if y'all can hear it. I paused because I was like, "Is that the right guy? Is that the right name? Am I going to say the right name?" And then I said it, and I was like, "That is not the right name, Brain. You have failed me." <laughs> if you come for the king, you better cut him to the quick. Oh my god! Yeah, Forrest Whitaker. That's what I meant. But yeah, he's like doing like a blue velvet like David Lynch thing. In that movie. <laughs> it's, nice. it's great. It's just I don't know, man. I feel like that wasn't even in the script. He just decided, and they just didn't stop <laughs> like, him. What, got, what are we gonna tell him? He's Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, what's he gonna do? He's gonna he's gonna look at his funny. Oh wow! Uh, oh my god! <laughs> That's a free smoke alert. Anybody can get it, apparently. Uh, fuck. Oh, my God. He's so good that at it, great too. does numbers on you. Why am I doing this? Why am I this? Speaking of new productions on the horizon, this one, I mean, sort of confirmed from, from Disney. There's going to be a new Star Wars movie and director, I guess, for that movie. Mm. Announced in January mm-hmm. of next year, of 2020. Hot off the heels of The Rise of Skywalker. Um, we asked, uh, we kind of posed the question online. Uh, loyal listener Chris Rizzo chimed in. I think with an excellent choice. Especially considering how well The Mandalorian's turning out. Mm-hmm. John Favreau. Ooh, that'd be great. Absolutely in. I'll throw another one at you real quick and then let you know, and then you tell me what you think. Yeah. Because this is actually part of uh, Mandalorian trivia. Bryce Dallas Howard, daughter of Ron Howard, oh, director. John, and that's the, the only reason why I'm bringing up who her father is, is that he's also a director, yeah. Ron Howard. Bryce Dallas Howard is set to direct an episode of The Mandalorian. Nepotism. That's all that is. <laughs> Were you at Trump and Biden? Um. <laughs> 
anyway, not political. Uh, who do you want? What do you want for this Star Wars project, unnamed Star Wars project? Huh, man. I already took Favreau. I mean, I didn't take him, but, like, I'm throwing Favreau out. Right. Maybe Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. Shit. You know, I'm going to go with another franchise that was established before this director came aboard and, like, you know, put his notch way high up there at the combine. He he hit the topmost little thing that you have to turn. Yeah, that little, that little, little spindy thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm saying Alfonso Cuaron comes in oh, and just delicious. lets his uh, nuts hang all over the franchise. Oof, nice. I mean, it's just, I mean, he's already done Gravity. It's a space. Mm-hmm. Uh, no stranger to working with special effects. Uh, Prisoner. Yeah, I mean... At this point, it's just a matter of time before the Mexican director takeover uh, fully engulfs the Star Wars universe as well. So, dude, you imagine I can't. It is. It's just about Bail Organa, <laughs> Mexican director, yeah. with a Hispanic actor. Yeah, That'd be great. Well, fi- I mean, hell, you could even. I mean, depending on, isn't Pedro Pascal right? Yeah. Like Mandalorian, yeah. Diego Luna, bring him in. Why not, Diego Luna? They're doing a, a, a Cassian show, I think, so maybe. Um, how about this? And I, I feel like I've brought this up before. Maybe you have. Mm. Somebody has. I'll take the credit. <laughs> Just kidding. I, I don't know who, I don't know who James. Somebody did come up. Some, this, this is somebody else's? I did this. This is mine. <laughs> I did. This is mine. This is. I'm Kevin Feige. I did this. Uh, he do, To be fair, he does do most of it. He's, he's brilliant. Um. Guillermo del Toro, mm-hmm. if the project is alien-based stuff. Fuck yeah. In Star Wars. Uh, like, del Toro designing aliens oh my God. in the larger world of Star Wars Frank. all day. Yes, please sign me up. <laughs> aliens with hand, with eyes on their hands? If we do a little more human element, mm. maybe a little more, like, what is the smuggler's trade really like mm. in Star Wars? Baby Driver's own Edgar Wright. Oh, shit, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, that begs the question, does Ansel Elgort come back on board? And <laughs> that sure. Han Solo was supposed to be? Maybe like a like a Han Solo uh, apprentice or something. I don't know. Uh, also, if you go Knights of the Old Republic, mm-hmm. which is, it takes place like what five, six thousand years, ten thousand years before yeah. the Skywalker saga, even longer time ago. <laughs> Peter Jackson. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I guess. It trails, but not Hob- it trails not off. Hobbit. Yeah, Peter not Jackson. not Hobbit. <laughs> I don't, like, I don't want to see like Lord Legolas, of the Rings, Peter. Jackson. I don't want to see Legolas running on a crumbling bridge again. That's yeah. Please no. Yeah. I'll just throw some out there, listeners. You guys let us know. Uh, you guys and girls, let us know who you would want to helm whatever project you think this thing is going to be in January. It's going to be announced. On that note, mm. in regards to Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker, it's embargo time, baby. <laughs> We're not talking. <laughs> yeah, we are not going to talk about Rise of Skywalker anymore until we do the review of the film. Um, I already saw that there's some video or something going around online. I think today or yesterday, it's been hitting the rounds. Mm-hmm. I zoom right past that baby. I don't yeah. know what it is. Hell no. 
it, it looks like it's a desert field no, or no, something. No, no, I don't no, know. No, no, no. I, I just push right past it. <laughs> people keep trying to tell. I'm like, nope. People keep trying. I'm nope. I'm like, do it again. I'm going to block you. <laughs> I will block you. I will block a person. Um, we're not going to discuss anything else regarding the film. We're about a month away. Uh, just let it happen, folks. Uh, we will definitely be doing a review for you guys. But until then, mum is the word. Um, someone who I wouldn't trust mm-hmm. to keep quiet about, I mean, really anything, honestly, is a five-year-old hopped up on cocaine who then says it makes him feel like Spider-Man. Wait, what the fuck are you talking about? So this comes about a week ago. Uh-huh. A Massachusetts father, not Florida, not Texas. So first of all, what surprise of the year. Possibly the surprise of the decade. A Massachusetts father is currently being held in jail mm-hmm. after his five-year-old brought a bag of cocaine to his kindergarten class mm-hmm. and said, quote, it made him feel like Spider-Man. Good God. Um <laughs> So when the boy showed the cocaine to the teacher, he said he puts the powder in his mouth and it makes him feel like Spider-Man. The baggie was stamped with images of Spider-Man. Huh. So, and actually, you know, it's funny. I've had these baggies before. They're like Ziploc baggies. Oh, like little sandwich type deals. Like sandwich baggies, yeah. They have Spider-Man on them. So this kid, very clever, was like, oh, this is Spider-Man power. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Oh, my God. So, dude, there's a... (laughs) There's a, there's a, yeah, man, he was, he was spidey sensing all over the place. There's a picture of the guy, a father named Benny Garcia. I definitely need to throw his name out there. Uh, dude looks fucking rough and has the dumbest haircut. Because of course he does. Does he got like the little cuts in the eyebrow too? Um, yes, he does. Always. Good call on that. Not a, not a hard reach though, yeah. honestly. Man. Okay. So. We're locking this in. Canonical cocaine makes you feel like Spider Man. I mean, well, I'll let you know. <laughs> True believers, it's gonna be a long Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> oh man, I got this. For, I, I got this question for you though. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Throw out some Schedule A substances. I want to tell you what what superhero they're gonna make you feel like. Oh, okay, 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 right, so okay. Canonical ecstasy. Yeah. yeah. Cocaine. Oh, you want me to? You want me to do it, or you want me? To... I'm, I'm throwing them out to you. Uh, okay, you, okay, you okay, got okay. the breadth of knowledge of most of the comic book universe. So, lock it in. Cocaine, Spider-Man. That's equal. That's that's one to one. Heroin. Okay, uh, heroin. That's gonna be Constantine. Oh shit! All right, <laughs> all right. We're starting off. Fucking hell! That's like on the nose. Fuck. All right. Thank you. Um. All right. Uh, an explanation why? Uh, just it's gonna make him feel like he's not quite part of this world, but he's still slightly part of this world, uh-huh. and like maybe he can connect to other shit that people can't see. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's always gonna make him feel bad, regardless. Maybe he can spot some trains. All right. Um, okay. Okay. So we got the opiate covered. We what about um, marijuana? Still schedule one. All right. All right. Well, for now. Um, Marijuana is going to be Power Pack. <laughs> okay. 
All those little kids are just, they're flying high on the rainbow of the weed. (laughs) Okay, now weed affects people differently, and there's like four or five of those kids. One of them thinks they're like a robotic unicorn. Oh, I see. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other one's like, I got rainbow powers, whatever that means. Little Care Bear. And then, yeah, little Care Bear stare action. Like, they're all just manifesting in weird fucking ways. And they're having the time of their lives, except for the one that's not having the good high. Mm. And they're trying to protect that one. <laughs> it's always the oldest person, right? So that's there's your power. All right, um, hard left. Let's see how this works. Ketamine. Okay. Um. Jeez. Ketamine. Ketamine. Maybe like Doctor Manhattan. All right. Just numb to it all. Just it just numbs you out. Like you feel so good that you feel nothing. <laughs> Like you just you just question the importance of existence, mm. but you're also you're fine. You yourself are fine, but you're so fine that it just wipes everything else out. Like, like what is even the point? All right, yeah, no, I can see that. Right. Like, yeah, All gain right. very like uh no, I I think you would feel like your subatomic structure if you're k holing out. There you go. Uh, All there right, go. last one. Cap it off the okay. upper ecstasy. Ecstasy. Ecstasy, ecstasy. Um, hmm, a Deadpool, maybe? Oh. All right. I was going to go Jubilee. He's... Okay. Oh, no, no, no. That's a better one. Yeah, Jubilee. That is a better answer. <laughs> um, you know, because she just wants to be at the mall <laughs> and is just wants to light up the room, you know, light up her, her own life and her own self. Wow. She's got that uh, pretty little raincoat the juggernaut wants. So <laughs> throwing fireworks at um, me. It's throwing fireworks, just ready to have a good time. <laughs> Bring you know, get Daft Punk in there and a disco ball, and you're ready to go. Yeah, there you go. I think that brings us to the end of our Schedule One series of questions, true yeah. believers. Hey man, explicit content, right? <laughs> um, okay. So somebody who's probably dabbled with more than a fair share of drugs. Am I? Is that mean? No, I feel like that's, accurate. no that's accurate. Mr. John Leguizamo, Tu Wan Fu, thanks for everything, Julie Newmar himself. What a fucking pest. <laughs> yeah, what, what a pest. Jesus Christ. Shouts to Danny Diaz, though. <laughs> yeah! Legitimately argues that The Pest is the best movie of all time. <laughs> Real talk. <laughs> Don Leguizamo is really trying to do something, I, I think, personally, and you probably agree, very commendable, uh, very cool. He's trying to create a new series of Latino, Latinx-based comic books and characters. Mm. Um, and he doesn't want to wait. He doesn't want to wait for the main publishers. He doesn't want to wait for Hollywood. He actually, uh, in an interview, he said that you know, because this is ultimately a crowdsourced thing that he's doing. And they asked him, well, why are you going this route? And he's like, well, when it comes to Hollywood and Hispanic uh, comic properties, comic characters, it's Hollywood. <laughs> oh, shit. That's what he said. Hollywood. So uh, he's crowdsourcing this thing. Um, and it's just he's trying to get a uh, like a like a collection of it makes it sound like they're 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 pieces of art or something but he's trying to get a a a creative group together of artists and writers Mm. 
editors and publishers to basically create a Chicano-based comic universe. All right. Um, this has all been crowdsourced online. They've already raised over $31,000. Okay, good. It's not It's not for exposure. Yeah, 31000 of 75000 So they're almost halfway there. You know, we've talked about this before as the number one comic book podcast hosted by two Hispanic guys. Uh, as I'm sure we've been awarded many times over. <laughs> it's in the mail, right? The trophy. Um, that, that's we see the success. We see the success of Black Panther, which just, which I feel, like granted, I'm not a black person, not African American, uh, but it, from what the the response that we got from that segment of the population it seemed like they really did it justice. Yeah. And that, that, that spoke a lot to the, the overall success of that film, which also made over a billion dollars. Where is the Hispanic, Latinx version of that? Mm-hmm. Does not really exist right now in the, the Hollywood comic book character mainstream. We're going to see with Shang-Chi... Uh, when that comes out, if if they're able to take that formula and translate it into Asian success, mm-hmm. hopefully it does, and that's great. But we got Robbie Reyes, mm-hmm. you know, Agents of Shield. Okay, that's something. Um, what are there any others? I mean, you know, what else are we gonna get? And I think, regardless if this hits big or not, um, and I honestly, I feel like. I don't know what the ceiling is, but there's a there's a comic called Excellence that's put out by um, African African American writer and artist, and it's really great. And it's put out by Skybound and Image. I feel like this comic has that kind of potential, hmm. where it's a little under the radar, but the people who know it love it, and it's just really, really, really well done. And that's where you start, you know. Because if they develop a good enough story with with a strong enough narrative, then it's easy to translate that into a streaming series or a movie when you have that solid narrative base. Yeah. And this is how you start, right? So I really commend John Leguizamo for doing this. I hope he succeeds. Uh, what are your thoughts on it, Chris? No, like you just said, I mean, what better market research do you need than like getting a crowdsourced comic book <laughs> started? That's that's your user base right there, right? You're establishing a need for a story like this. So, yeah, it'd be great to see some um, other representation other than like Robbie and Molly Hernandez now in the Runaways live right. action version. Right. Um, and those are important steps for sure, yeah. you know, but we need more. And, you know, and, and like Mazama said in an interview, he goes, look, I love comic books reading up, but I, I can tell you, even as a child, I was like, well, white ass Superman's not going to come save me in this neighborhood. <laughs> like, it's literally what he said. Yeah. And and I get it. So it's like it's all about representation. Right. We talk about that all the time on this. Show. Yeah, I think Kumail Nanjiani had a point like as he was uh, going around like and kind of promoting uh, Big Sick. Is that his movie? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Big Sick. Uh, he was saying like, you know. I've 
watched movies all my life, and I, they all always, mostly always have like uh, white male protagonists. Like, and, and I'm still able to empathize with them. Why can't you guys try to empathize with me? Yeah, it's it's a it's a good question. Fair question. Yeah, something to think about. We'll leave it there. No, I don't have a good segue for this, so <laughs> let's see what Saudi's got. <laughs> oh, okay. Wild Stallions. Nice. Chandimus! For the Super Bowl Wolves! Geek. Oh, man. So crotties. <laughs> um, we got to see a new look at Marvel's What If program that's going to be coming to Disney+. Plus. Um, a lot of people were really excited about Disney Plus because of these Marvel uh, programs that are going to be debuting on there. A lot of people thought that they were already going to be good to go day one. Uh, ma- the majority of this stuff isn't coming out till next year. Yes. I think some of it, maybe not even until <laughs> right, uh, not even until till, uh, even after that. But we did get uh, a look at some video and some stills from Marvel's What If. Mm. There's a lot of cool stuff in there. You see uh, what a T'Challa Star-Lord, I believe. You see a Cap Peggy Carter. Ah, amazing. You see, I'm Lil' Steve. <laughs> Just that, like, by himself out here? Nah, he's uh, he's like in a cool, like, uh, he's got like a, like an Iron Man suit, like a really big Iron Man wow. suit. Um, you know, I wonder if they're going to make like a Pickle Steve. <laughs> And, you know, maybe there's a crustacean Steve coming. Under the sea. Um, under the sea. Under the Steve. Um, <laughs> we get... Life years we get a, Downwards wetter. Oh, my. Oh. We're involving Peggy Cap again in that one, right? So, um, we've got... We've got uh, Marvel Zombies, which is super exciting. And Winter Soldier... That looks great. Well, of the things that we've seen here, what are you what are you most psyched about? Man, uh, Peggy Carter Cap does draw a lot of attention immediately, but that fucking the presentation of that one gif of uh, Marvel zombies like with Winter Soldier, that's insane. With the, sh- with the shield, yeah. with the shield, and the yeah. Oh my god! Uh, yeah. Anything that makes it feel like Halloween for the rest of the year is what I kind of gravitate gravitate towards. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, I'll be I'll be enjoying that one. I've talked about it many times on the show. I love Marvel Zombies, especially the first series that they did. I think it's like six six or eight issues. Um, it's a great read. It's it's really horrific in the best way possible. Um, so if they and they're probably gonna pull from that source material, mm-hmm. I'm very excited about that one as well. Uh, that that leads us to our discussion topic for the week, and we've titled it Animation Domination. <laughs> so what we're going to talk about this week very briefly is let's take any existing live-action comic book property, and you can then turn it into an animated version of that thing. Okay. So it can either be a movie... A series, television show, what have you? Uh-huh. Where do you where where would you like to take our listeners, Chris? Man, 
in the journey of animation domination? Yeah. Um, I think I was going to think hard about this, but then I, I think I have my pick. I'm going to lock it in. There's Adam Silver. Yeah. <laughs> With the first pick in the what if question, I select Hulk. Um, okay. I mean, for obvious reasons, maybe like for, for practical reasons, uh, CG stuff might be translated better to the animation side. To begin with, um, and that, that that's not to say that they haven't done a great job with Mark Ruffalo's Hulk. It's just like I want to start over. I want to like can't can we take that Hulk and expand him a little bit further down the line? Can we see a different, cooler shit happening uh, without having to worry about like how many people are working on this again? I mean, granted, CGI and animation, like 2D animation, aren't that far apart in like in terms of manpower required. But yeah, it, you just have like a so much freer world to work with not to yeah. worry about like uh, getting the lighting right to try to match like the the you know the reference frames for everything so i think uh yeah just to see hulk's mark ruffalo's hulk because I, I it's definitely not uh edward norton edward norton's hulk um i want to see like you know how did was it the same start the the maybe go on further does he gotta do all their cool science experiment stuff now that he has Right. And particles and shit. Yeah, yeah. You could even do like the 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 future imperfect storyline mm-hmm. where he goes to the future and like Hulk is like in he's kind of killed everyone and and his quest for peace has become a tyrant. <laughs> oh no! You know that's that's an interesting thing you could do there. Come Thanos himself. Yeah, basically. And uh, I I think that's a great idea for kind of the same reasons. My my pick. You gonna lock it in? Yeah, lock it in. My pick is Guardians of the Galaxy. All right. Oh, whoa. All right. Wasn't this like on the top of your Marvel ranking? Oh, for the for the film, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. And I, but I think that speaks to how much you can do in animation. Ah. Because. You take the story of the Guardians. So first of all, like Rocket, Bradley Cooper voicing Rocket has such a great voice Mm -hmm. for Rocket. That translates immediately in animation. But now you can can do like so much stuff. All of the the traveling around the galaxies Mm -hmm. and stuff. Like hitting up the Celestials, bumping into Thanos or uh, Galactus. Bumping into a silver surfer. <laughs> you know, the it takes so much time, like you said, in man hours to to do a lot of these special effects. I just think you could do so much more. And not only that, what about we talked about earlier, Eon Flux, what if you did Guardians of the Galaxy animated in the style of like an Eon Flux? Oh whoa. Like how trippy would that be with the with the various creatures and aliens and things that are yeah going on and around the Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah, I mean Groot does push it pretty far, but I mean he's essentially humanoid, right? You can get even fucking yeah. weirder. You can you can get real weird with it. <laughs> Let's get weird with it. Uh, that's kind of that's kind of where I'm where I'm going. Uh, my my second pick was uh, actually Justice League. Mm. because uh i don't know i just feel like it would help it somehow man justice league like unlimited and shit 
back on Cartoon Network, that whole animated series run, that was amazing. Yeah. How 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 hard is it to translate to live action? I don't, I mean, I know. I don't know. Why don't they just just the stories are right there for you guys? Just just grab them, yeah. just pick them up, and then go. Oh, okay. And then film it. <laughs> and then that's it. That's all you got to do. And then, yeah, we just completed that meme. The step one, step two, <laughs> money. Like we filled in the question marks. I just. It's easy. <laughs> you know, it's not. I mean, it's easier. Um, yeah. So again, listeners, we're throwing lots of questions at you all this week. What what existing live action series would you like to see done, but in an animation? In what animation style? What if uh, what if uh, our Agents of Shield was done like in an animation? Ah. Uh, so mad at my pick now. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Th- well, this like encompasses a lot, right? Because it like if you didn't like a casting choice, or if you didn't like maybe the tone of the movie, uh, you get free reign now. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking about Justice League. Like you could fix all of the like unevenness of that film yep. by doing it in animation, and you just create like one vision of what the story is going to be. I think it's going to be way better. Um, also, I think Aquaman, you could do some really cool, like Aquaman was fine. I liked it, but like, imagine, um, what's his name? Um, Todorowsky, Todorowsky. Oh, the guy that, yeah. Samurai Jack. Tarkovsky. Samurai Jack, but do like an Aquaman where Aquaman's fighting like underwater creatures. And like most of the film is silent. Ah. Like there's no dialogue. How good is that, right? <laughs> like, mm, delicious. Okay, before we close up shop for the week, we do, of course, have our big wheel winner of the week. No, you can pray for love to give you fire. <laughs> you, you just know that in his head, he's fucking killing it. He's so happy. He's the happiest he's ever been. <laughs> Maybe maybe in his head he's actually thinking this. So predictable, I gotta tell you. <laughs> oh God. Has anybody checked on Renner? Is he okay? <laughs> Have we figured out what happened? <laughs> oh, rough. Tough luck. Okay, I think this is a pretty easy one, honestly. It's to the fucking idiot father who put cocaine <laughs> in the Spider-Man baggies. Don't do that. Don't put drugs in superhero baggies for your children to then eat, consume, and gain temporary superpowers. <laughs> I mean, could be a good comic book, not gonna lie. This is actually Don't, not, a, not a real life scenario that you want to do. Oh, wait. But glad. I- I'm, yeah. I'm getting word right now. Forrest Whitaker is just locked in his pick. <laughs> it's Freddy. <laughs> it's me. It's fair. That's fair. I. You know what? That's cool. Um, I would say, please just uh, pick a time and place, and Ooh. I'll take it. I'll take the. You, you ready for the full I'll on Donnie Brook? I. I yeah. I deserve that Donnie Brook. <laughs> I definitely do. That's that's on me. I'm a one B, but like. 
you know, that B is pretty far behind. 1A, do not give your children drugs, people. Yeah. Like, don't. Don't leave your drugs where people, where children can get them, please. Yeah, pro tip. <laughs> Let's just recap the pro tips. Uh, number one, if you're going to go about killing, leave your phone at home. Uh, number two, just blow pot smoke in the relative's face at, at Thanksgiving to get rid of them. And number three, <laughs> hide your drugs from your kids. Yeah. The toughest of looks. Not what you want. It's not what you want. <laughs> Um, and on that note, the fortress of Platitude <laughs> is closed. Shout out to uh, uh, Pop Culture Comics. Oh, oh, Pop Culture and Comics. Right. Oh, my God. Also, thank you for listening. I'm, you know what? I just, I hate everyone, I think, is what it is. <laughs> I just want to give no uh, credits to anyone. I don't want to thank anybody. It's only Thanksgiving week. I'm such an <laughs> asshole. You know what? I take it back. I am the big wheel loser of the week. Somehow, my... I deserve to hear that twice in one week. Um, yeah, man. Worse than the guy who gave his kid cocaine. Dear God. Uh that's tough. That's a tough look for me, but I own it. Uh, yeah, check out popcultureandcomics.com. Great website. Has really great reviews on a bunch of indie comics that you have not seen, but are delicious and nutritious. Ooh. Check them Chef's out. Popcultureandcomics.com. Uh, also, again, really sincerely, though, this time, listeners, thank you all so much for listening. Give us, uh, give us a shout on iTunes, on Spotify, on Stitcher, Wherever you listen, feel free to give us a five-star review. We really do appreciate it. Let your friends and family know about the podcast. Spread it, share it, like it, work it faster, harder, stronger, <laughs> all that stuff. Uh, have a very happy Thanksgiving for those that celebrate that holiday. But even if you don't, just have a great week. Have a great weekend. Let's all Let's all enjoy this together. Let's all agree to not give children cocaine. And on that note, the Fortress of Potitude is closed. We love you 3,000. See you in a minute. <laughs>